Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 70. In this episode, I speak with my good friend, Daniel John Silva. This was truly a gift as Daniel moved to Spain about a year ago, and he's back in town. I was back in town, and we were able to make this podcast happen. This is his second appearance, but the first one of us doing it in person. And Great conversation. Daniel's an amazing guy with lots of insights, and I truly appreciated him taking the time to make this happen. The book of the episode is going to be Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. This is a phenomenal book. Marcus wrote this as his personal diary, never intending the world to see it, but you truly get to sit inside the mind of a genius, a true stoic, and leader. I can't recommend this book enough. Again, it's Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. If you want to listen to the podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to watch the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Daniel. Daniel Silva, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast Thank again, you. this time in person. Part two. Part two, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's great Dude, to be here. Great oh, to be here, man. We- it's like... It, it, uh, <laughs> We were we we're gonna do this a year ago, but it, mm-hmm. right when you were about to move to Spain. That's right. But it just it didn't work out, and I know you probably had a thousand things going yeah. on. I had a thousand things going on, but yeah. when you said you were back in town, it was one of those like, "There's the window." Yeah. Like, can we right. catch it? That's can right. Can we catch it? And you're like, you do Thursday night. You're like, yeah, let's do it. It so was great because I was still planning all my things around my vacation, and you were the first one to say, "Okay." This day, this time, was this make it happen? These are all the details. Like I love that. I love. I love that organization. Yo, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely a planner. So, yeah. so Thursday night. Uh, what is this, today's date? August third. You August, locked it in. August third. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. so, to catch people up, mm-hmm. you moved to Spain pretty much a year ago, right? It was a little more than a year ago. Yeah, or? I moved. I my plane left July twenty sixth. And I came here for this vacation, July 26. So wow. it was exactly one year. Literally a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were in LA for how long again before you moved? Nine years. Wow. Yeah. It's so we got a lot quick, to catch quick up to on. to say, but yeah, nine years. So my first question uh-huh. is, what was it like landing back in Los Angeles after being gone for a year? Um. Well, even from the first moment, a lot of nostalgia, you know, mm. um, I used to, well, I still think that LA is kind of an ugly city. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty ugly, but, but there's all these memories and nostalgia, you know, especially when, oh, the other day I went to visit my old house and that was, yeah, I saw that. That was very nostalgic. And you threw a lot of parties there and gatherings. Yeah. And... <laughs> you, you were, you were yeah, there. Yeah. I attended one of those. You were yeah. at my goodbye party. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say LA is an ugly city, I mean, can you well, give me some specifics? Well, I'm mean, not disagreeing. I'm completely. sorry for all the Angelinos that love LA. I, it's very charming in many ways, but just the structure of the city. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of in between, you know. There's like a lot of cartilage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's Century City here, Beverly Hills there, but there's a lot of in between where it's just roads and it's just freeways and mm. a, a little mall with a Seven Eleven and. And, and a McDonald's and things like that. You know? So you, yeah, that's yeah, so you're not yeah. even meaning like it's run down, even though parts are. But it's yeah. it, it. But you're you're saying like the layout of it. Yeah, but I yeah. knew that from the start. Like it was City of Stars, my dream, and all that. But it's an ugly city. I mean, let, let's let's be real, right? <laughs> it's not the prettiest city out there, in my opinion. 
Yeah. And where are you at in Spain right now? Where Madrid. Madrid. Now, how big mm-hmm. a city is that? It's pretty big. Um, it's I would say it's bigger than San Francisco. Wow. Smaller than LA. You know. So, so that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madrid. I mean, I guess if you count it in terms of people, it's about five and a half million people. That's not a small place. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big city. Yeah. <laughs> and is that where you were from? Now catch me up. Yeah, I know yeah. we talked on the last part, but yeah, yeah. that's where you were born originally. Yeah. yeah, I was born and raised in Madrid. My family still lives there. That was part of the reason why I moved back. My 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 parents are there. My sister, my niece, and my nephew are there. So you know, it's it's an important factor. You know. And and how's that experience been moving there this past year? Uh, it's been great and terrible at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, explain. Yeah. No, it's 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 always great to be close to family. I have a good relationship with my family, um, but of course, when you're so used to living on your own and doing your own thing, uh, uh, when I first moved back, I had to be with my parents for a month until I found a place. And you know, once we're adults, we don't want to live with our parents anymore. <laughs> But um, but in general, it's it's been great, and I guess we'll get into this more later. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been great for me acting wise. You know, you booked a lot of work yeah, over there. Yeah. Wow. Coming back, well, a lot. At least at least for me, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of commercials, a lot of yeah. movies. So this year, um, since from April until now, it's been three commercials and a movie. That's a lot of you work. Know, man. So so it's pretty good. It's it a pretty it good up. business. Keep movie. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to shout you out again, uh, Bacon Bad. Oh, Bacon Bad. <laughs> Eric, I definitely got to show you this out. I mean, this, Are we this, allowed to swear on this podcast? Absolutely. You're bacon Bad, bitch. <laughs> so to, to catch people up, it yeah. was a Breaking Bad parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got selected for, on Tosh.0, right? Uh, yeah, so it was two different things. So when I first moved to L.A., um, well... I guess I can make this story longer, but when I, we, we got time. So, yeah. <laughs> when I first moved to California, I, I stopped in Northern California first because my grandparents used to live in Mendocino. Oh, okay. You yeah. know that little town? I, I know or, you had family up yeah, there. Northern yeah, Northern California. That's where I spent a year when I was in high school. And that's where I really started taking acting classes and improv and all that. And um, my old acting teacher told me there was a play. And there was a part available with someone my age and sort of my type. So I I did it. I, didn't, I don't know if I even had to audition. I just, just did it. And I did a three-month run of that play. And that plan was to do that and then come down to L.A. And one day after my play, I saw Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad in, in one of the, the bars there. It's like, wow, it's Aaron Paul. Got a picture taken. I talked to him a little bit because I was a huge fan of Breaking yeah. Bad, right? And um, and that and that was it. Two days later, I'm working out at the local health club, and and he walks again. And I said hi to him again, and I told him I'm an actor. I want to move to. I was one of those annoying actors, like, hey, I'm an actor. Give me some tips, you know. And, and where is this at? Exactly? This was in Northern California. This is in Northern yeah, California. In Mendocino. It's way up north. It's, what was he doing up there? Well, he was filming the Need for Speed movie. Ah, yeah. So it was such a weird coincidence because yeah, because in LA you're kind of used to running into celebrities, but up in this little town in Mendocino, it's not so common, right? Yeah. And um, so I talked to him some more, and I said, "Hey, where's a good place to live?" And he was like, "I don't know, man. The Valley or something is more affordable." (laughs) You kind (laughs) of talk like that a little bit, but he was really nice, really, really nice. I was the annoying one. And anyway, 
that happened. I moved to LA. I started doing student films and all that. And my first short film was Big and Bad, where I had to play him. <laughs> you know? That's I didn't know that first part, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, I yeah. knew that first part of you yeah. meeting him. So that was a coincidence. I had part of the research done. And then, of course, I watched the entire show again to get into the character and all that. So I played him. And that was my and that was the project that made me SAG eligible. Wow. From the start. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. And then two days, uh, two days, two years later, I was, uh, I was at home. I was just self-submitting through Actors Access. And I see the Tosh.0 notice. And it says, Breaking Bad parody. Send your videos. Blah, blah. So I just took Bacon Bad and sent it to them. And they booked me on Tosh.0 playing him again. Wow. <laughs> so God has put me on this earth to be Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The valley. The is valley <laughs> or something. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a you had a pretty fast start out here then. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great start then. There were some slow times, let's be yeah. real. <laughs> we all have those. But yeah. Yeah, it started out well. What what are, I'm sure there's similarities and there's differences mm -hmm. to the work you're doing out there compared to out here. Mm -hmm. Take me through like what it's like out there being an actor. Um, well, out there both when I first started before coming here and now coming back, most of the work I've done has been commercials. Like mm -hmm. they issued a ton of commercials there. And and they're fun. They're fun to do. There are a lot of very creative directors. There are a lot of, for some reason, there are also a lot of Argentinian directors there. Hmm. I don't know why. Uh, the commercials are great. I did a film this time around in another, in another film uh, originally. Um, uh, TV, I'm not that familiar with over there. There's a ton of TV going on here. In terms of, I don't know, acting classes, I kind of prefer them here. I like the way of working here. There's more a more seriousness about it, which aligns more with my personality um, or my obsessive nature about sort of th certain things. Um, but at the same time, there's a certain happiness to living there, which for actors can be beneficial to our work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I do. Can you go more into yeah. that? Yeah. Happiness to live. Well, people are enjoying life more. Yeah. I think uh, people take life less seriously and there's more socializing. There's more um, sharing your life with your friends. So for me, because I'm a social person, that helps me when I go to an improv show or an improv class or a commercial audition. Those things help to keep you loose in a sense, right? And I think, but this, this is just my experience, right? I think here, um, sometimes you can get too serious because all you hear is, you got to be professional. You got to have a work ethic. You got to do the work and you, and you got to be on time and, and never be late to sad and all those things, which of course is very important, but we're actors. Like the whole point of being an actor, in my opinion, is to play. That's why it's called a play, right? Because <laughs> you, you, you go and you play, right? And you read an old play and it says the players, right? For the characters mm. and the actors. So I, of course, it's a very competitive business. And of course, you got to work hard and, and, and have a work ethic and be, um, pay, have attention to detail and things like that are tremendously important. But if you forget to play, then why are you an actor? Mm. Right. Even if you yeah. do drama, I think um, 
one of my um I, I did some workshops with Larry Moss. I was gonna say my one of my acting coaches, Larry Moss, said you have to find the comedy and the drama and the drama and the comedy. Mm. Right? Or the seriousness and the comedy. And I think that's very important. I think you're the one that told me about his book, The Intent to Live. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you bring yeah, up an yeah. interesting point, not only in the realm of acting, because I, w- I wanted to, I want to talk to you about hmm. more living over in where you live. Oh yeah, yeah. In Spain, because I, I went over. And took no, it, no, no, took no. It in this is great. Direction. I love I love that you yeah. you said that because not just in the acting realm, but I think in just every profession in general, mm-hmm. like America is just this work, 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 work. You got to hustle, 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 yeah. hustle. But even if you're doing that, and even if you're quote unquote succeeding at that. One, you just get physically tired and burnt out at some yeah. point. Two, it's like you're not even like we talk about staying present. You're not you're not enjoying anything yeah. most of the time. And I've heard so many stories, and you're going to be able to correct me on any of this or educate me. Yeah, Spain in particular, I have heard <clears throat> in European countries are way more laid back. Like yeah. they really take rest and um, uh, leisure seriously. <laughs> but not seriously, they if that makes sense. Seriously, like, yeah. it's like, it's like, because you have to Vacation make it. Vacation is a serious business. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, is it really like that? Like I've heard in Spain, like yeah. for example, like people are taking naps at in the afternoon. Things shut down for a couple hours so people can rest. And yeah, I mean during the work week, not as much. Or it's just that traditionally uh, stores like mom and pop stores that would open from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. close for lunch nap whatever and then open again at 5 p.m until 8 p.m so that's the sort of nap time right but a lot of people don't take naps they just it's just that um the lunch is the most important meal of the day Hmm. in spain and there's there's maybe not as much as in italy but there's an importance to cooking and having a homemade lunch and all that and that takes time and i think here in this country as i'll just grab a sandwich from the bending machine or something and keep working right <laughs> uh so that's part of it um yes they do they are more laid back which of course it's a blessing and a curse i i enjoy it in some aspects but of course there there are some businesses where it's august and it's we're closed the entire month for vacation okay <laughs> <laughs> so that which is hard to comprehend you can go a little culture. too far yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i'm always in no man's land because i'm here and i feel like oh they're too american for me and i'm back home and like they're too spanish I, i'm always in no man's land you know i can never be comfortable yeah but that's why i love having this diverse group of friends right mm. you saw in some of my parties a lot of my friends here were um Spaniards or just Hispanics in general. And then a lot of just American friends. And one thing I got to say, like, you're one person that you know a lot of people. (laughs) Like, you know, some people will say to me, like, man, you know a lot of people, but like, you're someone that like, I, you know, a lot of people. And like what you just said, not just a lot of people, you know, a diverse group of people. Yeah. Have you always been a really social person? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think ever since I was in school, I, um, it was just easy for me to make friends. Of course, we all have difficult times and we have our hangups and, and all of that, but it was never a stress for me to go to a certain place and make friends. I had, I had these two friends uh, I, I knew here in Beverly Hills where 
they knew I was the opener of certain groups, right? So they would just take me to the Four Seasons or something, and I would just start random conversations. And then they would, and I would introduce my friends to them, and then they would do try to do business together. So, <laughs> so my friend would call me Dan the Can, the Can Opener. Oh <laughs> you know? my gosh! Well, hopefully they gave you a commission on those deals. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting. Where, where's, where's my commission? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I have a friend, actually, the friend I'm staying at with mm -hmm. in downtown here. He's very much an introvert. Mm -hmm. So he was, I was asking him questions about that the other day. And he was saying, yeah, when I know I have to go to a place, I'm already thinking of excuses to say no. <laughs> and, um, and I start to stress about who's going to be there, how many people do I know. And that was never much of a much of a concern for me you know? mm. and I, even at this point are you still pretty open to go because i'll speak for myself like the older i get mm -hmm. i'm like uh, i'm kind of like your friend <laughs> yeah. it's like ah when is it yeah <laughs> what time <laughs> a, a little bit and i think the pandemic did that a little bit to all of us yeah i found myself once things started opening up it's like oh i need to i need to work this socializing muscle i need to calibrate this right i'm, I'm a little rusty but you get it in. Uh, I got it in two like days riding, or something. Riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I, 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 lo I love my alone time a lot too, but I don't think it drains me to socialize. Mm. It gives me energy. And I don't know for you, you consider yourself more an introvert? Or... Both. Okay. 50-50? I, 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 yeah, I'm like a 50-50. Like I have that extrovert in me. That I have that skill set, like mm -hmm. you say, like I can go to those events and talk. and But then like it just hits a point like shutting down, down, down. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, need to, uh, I need to go recharge and have a night by myself. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I couldn't do it now. I mean, there was a point where I'd go out every single night. Like, oh, really? Uh, I mean, years ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> but now it's – well, now you're, you're definitely right with the pandemic. That definitely yeah. – it's it's weird because there's still times, I kid you not, where we're at an event or something and I'm like, oh, are we still supposed to be like I'm still it it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Like it's been three years or a little over three years. Yeah. But it's like it still feels surreal and weird sometimes when I'm at a big event somewhere. Yeah. Now. And, and you I'm, feel like my where's my mask? Oh, Oh, I don't need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and it's and but it's just like again, because we were in for so long. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, hence we did our first one on Zoom. That's right. Was that 2020 or 2021? That was 2021. Oh, okay. So we were. So still... that was still in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. So. That's right. But yeah, I think I think, I mean, networking and like Dan the Can. That's awesome. <laughs> that's such a valuable skill because not a lot of people can do that. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a world expert at it or anything. Yeah. Of course, sometimes I've been I've gone and talked to people. It's like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, especially in bars when you would go try to hit on girls. Like, I, no, I was no, getting, not interested. I was getting <laughs> to that okay. realm next. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> but in general, yes, I mean, I enjoy it, and um, um, in general, I feel pretty comfortable with people. And is that a, a cultural thing in Spain as well? Like, I mean, it seems like people over there are they are they a lot more social in that aspect? Like, a lot more yeah open with each other. Especially, I want to say in today's times, because I feel like here again, I haven't traveled there yet, so I can't mm -hmm. speak on it. But I feel mm -hmm. here in America, everyone's just on their phone. 
Yeah. Is it like that over there too? Like, is everyone buried in the phone over there too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the phenomenon worldwide. Also, Madrid is the type of city which is a bit like New York. So you walk everywhere and you take the subway everywhere. It's my favorite subway. So even if people are, all, are on their phone, you, you're kind of forced to, to interact. Yeah, you you're, you're amongst the people, you're yeah. talking, you're sitting next to people. Whereas here in LA, yeah. you're in cars a lot. Yeah, and people are on their phone while driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a whole not... other issue. Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. But yeah, um, I was telling someone, it's kind of interesting because people think... Uh, I think people in the States have Europe a bit, um, what's the word? Uh, they, they, they glorify, they, they romanticize. They romanticize Europe. It's like, oh, everything in Europe is wonderful. Everything works. But at least in Spain, people look very happy. Like I was saying earlier from a, from a distance, cause you go by and everyone's on those little terrace at the bars and they're having a sangria and, and they're socializing. It's great. But when you get close and you listen to their conversations, all they're doing is complaining. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're like, oh, my boss, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think even if you're complaining, um, humans are naturally social. And I think it's a necessity that we have. Of course, it's food, water, shelter, but socializing is, is, um, is in the hierarchy of needs, right? Mm. I don't know what they call it in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, but, human but it, interaction or it must, whatever. It must, whatever must it be is. connection or yeah. something like that. It must be in there, you know? And I think that um, people, a lot of people do therapy here in the States and people in Spain too. And I think it's very helpful and I have done it myself, but... I wouldn't want that to be because they don't have anyone to talk to. I think it would be, it's more helpful to have therapy. Well, I'm not a world expert at therapy, but I'm just saying my experience. Um, if you already have a great group of friends, a great relationship with your family, and on top of that, maybe a therapist can open your eyes to certain things. But if you're paying a therapist because you basically have no friends, that's kind of sad, isn't it? So, I never thought of it like that. Well, and, and I get the feeling that people in this country don't talk to each other as much, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I think you're onto something. I mean, I, I don't think maybe that's the case for everybody, but yeah. I think there's definitely the case. And, you know, when kids are growing up now in an iPad, basically, yeah. um, I, I just feel like there's less and less human interaction going on. Th yeah. th those basic skills. Yeah. Like even those skills that you're describing. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the... Uh, the dating scene here in the <laughs> your favorite topic. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just curious yeah. about how it is over and now where you're at. Yeah. Too in Spain. Um, yeah. Well, and before getting into that, I was yeah. going to say that sometimes I'm in the metro in Madrid and I see everyone on their phone and I decide to look up and kind of pay attention to people's body language and stuff. And all of a sudden I feel like I have superpowers because nobody else is doing that. Yeah. And as, and for us actors, it's so important to, be aware of what people do with their bodies, their mm. breathing patterns. There's there's all kinds of stuff that you could pay attention to. You know, it's uh, you can never get bored. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right about that. And yeah. it's funny you said that because there's there's times too where I I do like snap out of it for the the, the spell, even like at the bank. Like you yeah. you go in the line at the bank. Yeah, every like, single person is on their phone. Yeah, but it's like actually put it down and just stand there. Yeah, and you just look and just look and just watch. And, uh, and you're like, 
this is the matrix. I can see everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is not. You know? Yeah, it really is. And uh, man, it's just, it's gotten to the point with social media in the phones where it's almost like I've just accepted it is what it is. But like being able to know, being able to step out of it like you're talking about is, yeah. is huge. Yeah. As opposed to just being constantly sucked in. And also just, especially when you are in bigger cities, you want to pay attention to what's going on yeah. around you. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I feel bad, like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I spent all this time on my phone before bed. But those apps are designed to addict you. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somewhere like when they designed them, I mean, they're the same mechanism of like casino slot machines. That's right. To give you dopamine hits and like social media, like the notifications. Yeah. That little red thing is like, ooh, I want to press on this. It's it, And it's also, what I think on the um, slot machines, they use sort of a, a inconsistent reward pattern, right? So, yeah, like where it's, it's going to, You'll hit, and then you're not going to hit, and yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm back up, I'm back yeah, up. It's just yeah. up and down. And there's times, too, where I actually feel drained after being on my phone too long. Yeah. Like, I, I literally feel like it sucked my energy yeah. out. And and, it all, and someone, like, as humans, I don't know if we were meant to see this many images at one time. Just no. think about it. Yeah. And I, one thing I have gotten better about, not with stories, <laughs> but scrolling posts, just doing oh. doom scrolling. Yeah. I don't do that. Um, and if I ca- I do, I catch myself. But the stories I admit, that, 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 then I just realized, like, I just channel surfed. Yeah. I just channel that, surfed. That's right. It's well, just like well, channel surfing. But our parents used to do with regular TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except so. now our TV is attached to our hand yeah. and it's amplified yeah. times like a thousand. Yeah. And it's, it's worse because on the regular TV, they just had, I don't know, six channels originally and they just play what they play. Exactly. And you can get bored and turn it off. But uh, this, this stuff is specifically the things you're interested in yeah and the <laughs> algorithm knows that and it, it's going to feed the things that you like to see into yeah. your the random feed or whatever it shows i mean mine's full of like uh labradors <laughs> like, <laughs> is that your thing labradors? I, I love i love dogs oh. and labs and that's good it'll, and like podcast stuff and all that yeah. but but same with youtube yeah it sucks me in because oh I, i'm curious to know what that's about <laughs> Yeah. And I always feel so frustrated when I want to go to bed at a certain time and I say, well, I'm not going to watch a movie because the movie is two hours or I'm not going to watch an episode that is 45, 50 minutes. I'm just going to be on my phone for a little bit, which is I'm just going to be on my phone for 10 minutes. Famous last words. Like everyone knows you're not going to be there for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you could have you could have seen the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Which is much more rewarding, right, to see a movie and finish it or finish an episode or finish a chapter from a book. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I've learned something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, with 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 YouTube and and scrolling, there's never an end to it. Yeah, never an end. Constant dopamine that yeah. you're chasing, and yeah, uh, and, and it also hurts your attention span. One thing I I've gotten more back into my reading, not this past week, but leading up to that, mm-hmm. and I noticed it took me a second to get back into it because yeah. like, I'm like, oh my gosh. My attention span has been <laughs> chopped up. Yeah. I'm like, I am, but but then when I kept reading and reading and mm-hmm. got through those first few, I noticed it get, started getting better and better. And when I would go to the phone again, I wasn't as interested. Oh, good. Because I was starting to break that connection. Good, good. Yeah. When I would get into meditation at first, like, oh, I, I suck at this, but I'm just going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my the timer on my phone and not do anything. And you get better at it. Do you still meditate? 
Uh, once in a while, but I think I need to, after this vacation, I need to get back into it again. <laughs> I keep breaking the pattern. Yeah. What's your experience been with it? Well, I, I would, I don't know if it was a placebo effect or, or actually true, but I would try to do it, especially before I had a show, an improv show or, um, or, well, or a regular play, but I, back home, I've been doing mainly improv and it kind of helps me be more aware of what's mm. going on. You know, I meditate a couple times, helps me be more relaxed. But it's kind of a weird paradox because you're more relaxed, but at the same time, you're more aware of everything, you know. Mm. So you're, you're less tense. Yes. But you're you're catching more things from the environment. Yes. And of course, if you're doing an improv show, you gotta, you gotta be paying attention to what's being said, you know. And that's what you're doing over, you're doing a lot of improv right now. Yeah, so I, um, I joined my old <clears throat> improv club and I, and I joined um, an improv troupe in English there since huh. I was doing the improv in Spanish here. And you were doing those Zoom shows, I right? I was doing those yeah. Zoom shows, yeah. Impromundeando is what it was called. <laughs> those and were all in Spanish? Those were all in Spanish. And we had people connect from Mexico and Colombia and all wow. that and watch us live. So that was, that was the cool thing about the pandemic. We would have never been able to connect with those people just doing live shows here. Yeah. And sorry, I totally avoided your original question you were asking this, me about dating or something honestly i totally went yeah, I mean, I, I, i'm just curious because you and i used to talk about that a lot yeah. And yeah i did get some people who uh liked what you had to say oh yeah <laughs> on the dating scene in la in particular yeah um i was sponsoring hinge or yeah. something on, on the podcast <laughs> so um you don't have to go into personal details about your That's life fine. but what what is there a dating scene where you're at in in the Spain area? It's similar to here. Similar? It sucks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still the apps and everything. I, I think there's probably more a way to meet people in real life in person because, as I said, you um, it's a very social country and people don't drive as much, so you can interact more with people on the street and the metro. And when, even when you hang out with your friends... You're all walking together and taking the metro together and going to a bar together. That's what something I really like from there, that any group of friends, uh, once you know them a little bit, one of them will say, hey, it's my co-worker's birthday. Come along. And then the different groups of friends just merge and merge and merge, right? Yeah. And that's how people normally meet their husband or wife. That's how it's know? supposed to work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, but there's still a lot of flakiness and 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 ghosting with with the apps and all that <laughs> yeah. like, let's be real yeah so that may be a worldly thing it's not specific to it's a uh, worldly thing i yeah. thought i had escaped that when i escaped la but no 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 it's a worldly <laughs> thing you know well with your yeah. ability mm -hmm. to not you know you don't have that fear of talking to yeah. strangers and all that so that has to be an advantage for you yeah hopefully i haven't lost my touch but <laughs> <laughs> well because once you get to a certain age, um, like I don't, I like socializing with people, but I don't, I don't feel like partying all night anymore yeah. as much, yeah. you know. And especially in Spain, where you can party till six in the morning. I have heard those stories. Heard yeah, it, which yeah. can be fun when you're young or we're in like New Year's Eve or something. But if you want to get anything done the next day, <laughs> that's not very. That's what those afternoon naps are for. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, and also, both of my moves, even socially, were difficult because when I came to L.A., I didn't come with a university program or anything. Mm. I came by myself. Point blank, just came here. Point blank. Didn't know anybody. I knew I had to follow my dream, and I said, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um, 
and I did it. Wow. And I knew one person from Mendocino that was in LA, and I knew, sort of knew a, a distant cousin from my mom as well. So I knew two people in LA, and I left knowing a lot of them, she said. <laughs> and you were here for nine years. Yeah, which that's, is a long, that's, that's a long time. For LA standard, that's... That's right. A lot of people came and A lot of people are here for... And, and they gave up. Year, yeah. sometimes two, maybe. How long have you been here? Five and a half. Oh. So, yeah, I think I'm past. I graduated past the... Uh, I still haven't <laughs> earned uh, long-term status. Yeah. But I'm definitely out of the, I would say, introductory. Like, yeah. Okay, he's, he's made it past the... Yeah. Uh, couple year phase yeah <laughs> you know? you're not on that stage of so i'm gonna be a star in 12 months yeah if not i'll return yeah. to idaho <laughs> yeah that's that's completely it's funny because i was talking with eric before this like i don't even think about that anymore like i i don't even okay. now it's just this is just where i live and now yeah. i'm doing this podcast and it's la is a great place because so many people come through here yeah uh, you know, and even like you, like someone that used to live here, but you have yeah. you have great reason to come back. And oh yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not ruling that out. Would you ever move back here? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ruling it out at all. I mean, I actually remember when I was talking to you at my goodbye party. I said I was going to go to Spain for a year to a year and a half because I wasn't sure if I was going to like living in Spain again. I'm a different person now, mm. and then we left. And and Spain is it's a great country and has a lot of great things that I'm enjoying, but. But I've grown a lot here in LA, you know? and I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's something I, I, I don't know. I've lived. I haven't lived globally like you have, but I have mm -hmm. lived in other areas of the country. Mm -hmm. And it does do something to you as a person, like the growth wise. Like, yeah, just to be in a different environment, different people, different. Yeah, I mean, man, it, it's such a powerful thing. So yeah, I mean, go live in Spain for another year, and if yeah. you want to come back here, you can. Like, there's yeah. No, there's no rules. Yeah, and and I, I what I found that was very enriching for me is that you meet people from all over the world here. Yeah, it's crazy. I first came and met a group of Brazilian people and a ton of Australians, and I even met this girl from uh, Burma, hmm. Myanmar. You know, I couldn't even place it on the map before. You know, it's like where are you going to meet people from Myanmar before? You know, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. LA is definitely a global point yeah. for people LA. from Vietnam, yeah. people from from all over, and that is very enriching. I mean, it, it, you can't help it but learn from from those people. You know? Well, and even uh, one thing I appreciate about here too is just there's yeah so many different cultures, and you go over here mm -hmm. to this city, it's one group of people. You go yeah. to the next, it's this and the restaurants, the food, the yeah. So I, I view I, I viewed LA for me. It's it's a way that got to expose me to global things without yeah. having to go yeah. global. I still want to travel yeah. and experience that, but it, it is definitely that is probably one of my favorite parts besides the weather. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't beat <laughs> can't that. beat the. What's can't the weather the like weather. in Spain? What's it like? Uh, the weather well in Madrid because of course we have different weathers mm -hmm. in Spain, but in Madrid it's it's a bit more extreme than here. It's it's very cold in the winter. Mm. Not New York cold, but definitely colder than California, yeah. right? Um, and it's very hot in the summer. Humidity too? Not humidity. It's oh. dry, so that's that's good. But the the. The heat during July and August in Madrid is basically like the worst days in the valley here. Wow. And are you yeah. near water at all over there? The river, the river. The river in Madrid. But it's a tiny river. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to live right across from the river, which was nice. You know? 
there's a lot of green areas there that I enjoy. A lot of parks, um, a lot of places where you can public places where you can work out or even do drama. That's where I, that's how I got started in, in theater. Hmm. So after I did some, I first did a play in high school. Then I came to California. I did some acting classes, improv classes at a rec center. And back in Madrid, I just signed up for those um, local theater classes. And you went to an actual program college wise. Yeah, that right? was later. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talked about that on the last one. Yeah, that was nice. I found out while I was in California and I got the email. I got in and I was running down the stairs. I got in, I got in, you know. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great program. It was a bit old fashioned because it was all old, old, old Spanish theater from the like the Shakespearean times, but in Spain and things like that, which is very enriching, but it's not mm -hmm. uh, commercial class, Killian's workshop, you know, <laughs> it's not that at all. There were there was nothing on camera or anything like that. You know. Okay, but but still, uh, I, I was doing that along with going to regular university studying communication. Okay, so I had a busy schedule. Yeah, yeah. man, sounds like it. Yeah. Now are you now are you doing any classes over where you're at now? Besides <laughs> doing, oh, you're doing improv. I was doing yeah. improv classes, but I'm actually going to start teaching classes there. Really? Yeah. Wow, acting classes, improv classes, acting classes. Wow, yeah. good for you. I was teaching here at a place called the Playground. Okay. You know, in LA for kids. Shout out to the Playground. <laughs> and uh, and I started here with kids. I had to leave it just because I decided to move back, but they treated me really well. And I, I'm doing something similar in a school there next next year for for the second semester. Wow, that's really cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to it because you and I have talked a lot about acting and mm -hmm. I there's a lot of great actors there that don't are not necessarily great teachers and don't really like the teaching the theory aspect of it, but I'm not one of those people. I really like talking about acting and explaining it and all that and hopefully I can be a good teacher, you know. Yeah, I think you'll be a great teacher, man. And like, oh, thank you. And one thing I was going to bring up again, I mean, you're one of those people that you're very um I admire your dedication to your own self-improvement oh i know you thanks. and i have had calls before in the yeah. past like you know talking about your goal you're very open about what your goals are what you want to get better at it can be a bit intense sometimes but, but, but yes. i mean it's i mean dude it's it's that's what it takes a lot of times yeah, yeah. to get that you're very good at uh visualizing where you want to go and yeah. setting those goals and having that discipline i learned that from arnold Schwarzenegger? You know how he said, you got to have a vision, okay? <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, you, you can't do anything. <laughs> the vision is the most important thing, okay? <laughs> so, sorry if it was a bad Arnold impression, but I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's an IG clip right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the documentary, the Netflix one? I Have you, Pump and Iron? Are you talking about Pump No, no, the, the Arnold one. Uh... The recent one? The recent one. Is oh, just, I'm just talking about, about Pump and Iron, the one from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. When, that one's incredible. But no, yeah. I have not seen the yeah, What's the recent one, one called about? Arnold. Oh, it's called yeah. Arnold. Yeah, and it's three episodes. It's just his life. So. Oh, I yeah, bet that, that's really a cool. guy, man. You talk about has lived an incredible life. Coming here, man. And yeah, I think he came from poverty, you know. Dominated bodybuilding. Yeah. Jumped into Hollywood. Dominated that. Yeah. Went into politics, became a governor. He's like <laughs> the great governor of the state of California. <laughs> I like his, uh, I follow, uh, he has those like donkeys he lives with. Or yeah, whatever. whiskey like and Lulu. Lulu and whiskey. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's so worth funny. watching, huh? 
I, I, I like it. I, I'm a fan, so I don't know if, if other people are not, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That and you know how it was the, the last dance on Netflix, the Michael oh. Jordan documentary and all that. I was, I was really into it. I've seen it like four times. Have you seen the Lakers <laughs> one on uh, Hulu? No. Oh, the, the, the show. The, um, the, What's it called? Not the actual uh, Showtime show they did. That one. No. So picture the last dance except for the Lakers. They, Ooh, they, oh, it's so I good. I want to see that one. It's so good. Yeah? I Man, I can't. I don't know if I can tell you if it's As better good. than the last. It, it's up there. Like, yeah? it's close. I think I got to give Last Dance the edge. Okay. Because Jordan, obviously. Yeah. But, but man, I'll get goosebumps talking about Are, this. Aren't dude. you from Chicago? Illinois. Yeah, oh, yeah, three hours south uh, so of you Chicago. Were a Bulls and I grew fan, up right? playing basketball. Yeah. You're so a Bulls fan, right? Not like I couldn't call myself a but yeah, I had a Dennis Rodman jersey and I wrote <laughs> Dennis Rodman a letter when you I was did? and I got a letter back. Really? But it was one of those like typed letters mm. from the office. But at the time I thought it was from him. Uh, <laughs> maybe your letter is in Kim Jong hoons hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what you said, but <laughs> yeah. he has it now. <laughs> but man, like what a great era that was. And like in the Lakers, uh, especially when, uh, obviously the Showtime Lakers in yeah. the 80s. Magic. Yeah. yeah, what an incredible time. But really? then, man, when it get and then I'll tell you what was underrated was that early Lakers, Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones. Yeah. Right when Kobe first joined, yeah. they had a heck of a squad back then, but it, and it takes you through the Laker years. So then finally, yeah. Kobe and Shaq I, yeah. winning those rings. And, I remember Kobe was talking about Nick Van Exel and, and yep. he was learning from him in practice. And yeah. he used to say, you reach, I teach, you reach, I teach, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and what a story, too, like just the whole Lakers dynasty. And then obviously it went, goes through Kobe's mm-hmm. championships with Pau Gasol. Yeah, that's that he right. Wins. And I'm going to wow. tell you what the most, the mo- one of the most incredible things I took from that was his last game. I the, still call the, it Staples Center. The 60, point, the 60 point game. 60, 61 points, whatever it was. Yeah. Had a, you know, ba- basically on one leg yeah. still. I, to go out like that and to do what he did. Mm-hmm. 20 years into the league and leave it. He literally left it all out on it's the It's like a movie ending. It was like a movie. It was free. I get goosebumps even yeah. talking, but it's a movie. It's a movie ending. And I, I remember <laughs> that because it was a day before my birthday. That, really? Yeah, it was April 13th. Mine's the 14th. And I watched it with my best friend from Spain, who is the one who got me into basketball here. Mm. Yeah, he's he's back in Barcelona now. But um, yeah, so so it was really cool. But anyway, you were asking me, I don't know how we got into Arnold and the Lakers and all hey, that. Hey, man, this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We can go wherever we want. Um, yeah, I know another question I was going to ask. Yeah, one, I want to go back to your experience this past year. You said you've, you're a different person. I think so, yeah. What, what, are you able to, are you, do you know distinctly what, what things maybe have changed in you or ideas uh, or? I, I. I don't know exactly what moments in LA or what person but uh, changed me or what event, but I know that I try. I, I'm not. I don't always succeed. I try to force myself almost in in interactions with people to be more of a listener and less of a talker. You know, and people in Spain, a lot of people just talk all over each other all the time. So I think I've been a better listener, either by virtue of living here or just by doing Meissner repetition exercises, acting classes, it forces you to be a good listener mm-hmm. and try to be a little less going with the thing of uh, being a better listener 
being less judgy and more open-minded about things. Um, I used to put a lot of limits on myself whenever I would talk about a goal or something I wanted to become and to achieve. And there was this little voice that, I don't know, it came from growing up in Spain, which was very much saying things along the lines of, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, that's too much. Or, well, I mean, don't think you're going to be this big. Ooh, 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 you, who do you think you are? You know, there's a lot of that. Instead of actually, when, when a person is trying to share something interesting with you, a lot of that voice kind of creeps in and, 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 mm. and makes it difficult to listen. It's like, shut up and actually listen to the actual ideas. You might learn something. You know? mm. So I think that's probably one of the main changes, I would say. Mm. There's probably more, but I can't think of any right well, now. I would think yeah. for your acting, I mean, not just, just your humanity, but like for your acting, that has to be a great addition. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we, Meisner technique especially. I mean, Yeah. Just be more interested in the, the person in front of you, you know? Because I already know me. I already see myself in the mirror every day. I know what I, I already know what I think. So... Mm. Sure, I can share it, but I don't have to always tell people, well, I am this type of person and I need to tell you, well, you know what happens to me? Well, I, you know how uh, I, I, there's this, some people always redirect a conversation to talk about themselves. It always becomes about them. Yeah. Which I'm saying this on a podcast, which, which I'm saying, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. funny you say that because I actually, I, I feel... And not to like, I. <laughs> I now, now we're going to be self-conscious oh, every time we say the, I. I'm I, the exact I, contradiction I, I, I'm talking I about. I ruined it because I, I, I. No, no, no. But yeah, no, I know I know what you mean. Like I feel, and, and even with, to social media, like mm -hmm. I used to feel the need to share everything. Yeah. I got to tell everyone every update. And of course, we're going to take a picture after this and I'm going to post it. Of course. Of course. Of course. That's, that's, that's guaranteed. Let's but, be real. Yeah. But I, I have <laughs> felt the need now. I don't need to tell everyone what I'm doing all the time. Yeah. They don't need to know everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And it just, I don't know. It makes me more, uh, I don't know if confidence, the right word. It just makes me more comfortable, like in my own skin, like where I feel like when you're constantly, I, 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 and look, 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 like that's coming from a, a place of almost insecurity. Desperation. Desperation. Exactly. Yeah. Like you need mm. that validation. Like we were talking about with social media, yeah. like a reinforcement. Ooh, people like me. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people want to get that perfect selfie, that perfect what. And I used to yeah. do it. I'll admit it. Yeah, I used to be in that boat. Like, let's see yeah. what this post can do. Let's see what this. Yeah. It's, it's a drug. It well, really we, we all fall victim to it to a yeah. degree. I mean, we're human. Of course, we're human and we want to be liked or respected and appreciated by our peers. I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. But when it becomes a drug, like you say then it dictates every behavior you have. Mm. And then you can't be free. Mm. Right? Mm, that's deep right there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep. Yeah, no, you're right. right. It does. It, it, yeah, it almost is. It's uh, a ball and chain, if you will, the phone and social media accounts. And yeah. having. And then, you know, this is crazy. And again, with all due respect... And mm -hmm. I, I've been this person too, but when you walk around LA in general, mm -hmm. boy, can you spot an influencer <laughs> like quickly now? Like I, it's almost like, uh, yeah. like if I, if I was in the wild, look, 
to the left there, <laughs> an influencer. An influencer. Let's let's get a closer look as they, <laughs> yeah, they're getting the right camera he's, angle right there, and you know the right lighting. He's like <laughs> influencers, <laughs> Instagrammies, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I used to do that stuff too, but it's it, I'm like man, I'm looking at it, and I'm now that I, I don't do it as much, I'm like, yeah. is this is this what we're doing now? <laughs> is this is this society? Yeah, um, we've created this world. And again, man, I, I know the advantages. I know the tool it is that can benefit society. Yeah. But then you got to weigh it. I'm like, yeah. what is what it bring? Is it coming at a greater cost? Yeah. Tying it into what you're talking about with human interaction. and Because I feel when you do spark up conversation yeah. with certain people, like you can tell that they're really caught off guard. Like they like, are very uncomfortable. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they're very uncomfortable very quickly. But I think there's a way to make them comfor um, comfortable after a while. I mean, there's always an initial initial uncomfortableness, but that that is true to almost anything in life. I mean, you the alarm clock goes off, you probably don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Right? But then you do and and you get going, it's like I'm glad I got out of bed. So there's always an initial kind of uncomfortableness, but I, I rather have that. It's kind of like I was I rather be the friend who tells someone you have something stuck in your teeth and for them to tell me than you let me walk around and smile like an idiot and everyone see that I have something stuck in my teeth, you know? So it's an initial uncomfortableness, but you, you get past it and, and then it's fine. That's crazy you yeah. said that I've literally been thinking about that exact really? Well that same thing like those little moments of uncomfortability that when you overstep those, those are the growth. Yeah. And, and yeah. when I say uncomfortability, I mean like the things we're talking about, like, ah, yeah. should I say something or, yeah. oh, I shouldn't, you know, oh, that's, you start getting that self-doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're, it's better just to oh, get out of the way for a sec, uncomfortability. Yeah. And then you say or do whatever the action is and they're like, oh, well, that wasn't that hard. It wasn't that do. bad. And, and and every when we all have stories where we met a person that ended up becoming our best friend or a, a partner, a romantic partner or a business partner or something, where maybe it was casual and you thought, well, better go home. It's easier to just go and watch Netflix, but I'm going to stay for five minutes. Or I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to interrupt them because uh, they're going to think I'm lame. But then you do it and that person ends up becoming so important to you. Yeah, and, and this yeah. is going to be a really random example of this. Yeah, I'm walking in Beverly Hills. I was in my work suit uh, a while back, mm -hmm. and I had a vest on. And this guy just as I'm walking goes, "Hey, unbutton the 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 last button. You don't you don't do the vest all the way like." Oh, that. really? And I'm in Beverly Hills, so I had that logic of like the guy was pretty well dressed himself. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> so I looked it up, and sure enough. <laughs> You're supposed to on your vest with your suit. Yeah, you leave the last button unbuttoned. Like uh, I guess that's one of the etiquette. And I'm like, you know what? I could have taken it. Like who is he to tell yeah. me? Like, but actually, I thank him. I'm like, wow. He was just pointing out, hey, buddy. Yeah. Because he was older than me, so he's probably looking. Okay, let me let me let me, let me, teach, the young let me fella. teach this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really grateful for that. I'm yeah. really grateful that guy said something to me because yeah. ever since, and it's way better. It looks better. The suit flows better. I'm like, 
just that one guy Thanks saying something. That, the one guy. He did it so quick and didn't even look back. Just said it to me and just kept walking. Well, he probably said, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that left, right? <laughs> so you're right. Like, there's a way to do it too, right? I mean, yeah. there's certain time and a place. But yeah, if someone has something in their teeth. Yeah. Like, hey, just wanted to let you know. You got something. You don't have to like, hey, you have something, you know, yeah. where everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, hey, Sam's got something on his teeth. You know, you don't want to be that. But yeah. But I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's a valuable skill. I think that's something both both to be able to communicate that to someone. Yeah. And then also for you to be able to receive that mm-hmm. without taking it personally. That's true. That's you know, that's very true. It goes both ways. It goes. It definitely, <laughs> definitely goes both ways. Yeah. I'm actually going to quote. uh Mr. Carnegie from Playhouse West. Oh, Mr. Carnegie. Yeah, I he said something in a class, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing him, but I'm pretty sure it was along these lines. He's like, the quicker you can recognize your deficiencies, um, or something along the lines of, the more you can recognize your deficiencies, the quicker you can do the work to correct them. Mm-hmm. Basically, what he was saying is you got to be take your ego out of it mm-hmm. and say, huh, I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. Or I'm having trouble with this. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe especially in the acting world mm-hmm. and things like that, people, and I'll get your take on this, like mm-hmm. we get in our heads yeah. or we get on, we take it personally, like, oh, they're, they're, they're just putting me down and mm-hmm. they don't know. And, and it's like, but hey, if you can just take, like you said about that uncomfortability too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It might be uncomfortable what you're hearing, mm-hmm. but that passes. Now take that information that they were giving you and actually apply it. Yeah into your life and i always tell my uh my spanish students that um you gotta when they they talk about practicing spanish in real life and i normally in class if it's a group class i'll have them talk to each other i say okay you guys have 10 minutes i'm gonna put myself on mute turn off my camera i'll just be here on the chat just in case it's a zoom classes obviously um in case you need anything but it's you and it's not just for them to practice your Spanish, of course. It's for them to get used to that uncomfortable feeling of not knowing what to say. And when I say, and they say, hey, I said hi to the to the taco person the other day and they understood me and I ordered in Spanish and they're very proud of themselves. And, um, but it, but for the longest time, say, I was always afraid to say, it's like, you, you, it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie, but you need to get used to that uncomfortable feeling in you. And just push through a little bit. And you you can just dip your toe in the water. You don't have to jump full on. Okay, I'm moving now without knowing a word of Spanish. I'm going to move to Guatemala for a year. Like, you can just do it little by little. But that little by little is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes you taking those first steps. Yeah. I mean, as cliche and as corny as it is, like it really is like, I mean, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Like yeah. it really does. But like, that first step is the recognition, as you were saying, mm. like then what um, I've never been in a 12 step program for alcoholics, but mm-hmm. they always say you, that's, that's the thing, right? You have to recognize I am an alcoholic. That's step one. Like, right. That you have a, yeah, I have a problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that step one is probably the hardest step to take. Yeah. That's yeah. true, man, man. Motivating talk. <laughs> I think we should all do, and and of course I'm as guilty as this as anyone. We should we should all do inventory a few times a year. And I always think people always think of um, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and I love them. By the way, I have <laughs> I have a whole PDF of uh, yeah. <laughs> you would too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll send you my thing. It's like a format where you follow everything. But um, 
also September really is when the year starts sometimes, like the school mm-hmm. year. Well, Calend- I guess here they start in August, right? Yeah, it used to be September, yeah. but yeah, now schools start. It'll be starting here in a week or two. Yeah, when Spain is basically September to June, but you can take that's how it should be August, September. Yeah. That's also like a new year because the school starts. The uh, a lot of if I'm doing my improv classes, that's when they start. A lot of if I'm being a teacher, that's when it starts. So you can take that as well, right? Mm. And then my birthday is in April, so I can think, oh, well, that's also. I'm turning a year older, so you can do inventory of your year. Mm. So anyway, I think it's a good idea to have two or three spots to do recycle yourself. Yeah, I, I call them uh, something similar, like uh, like uh, meetings with yourself. Yeah, like have I like a meeting that. with yourself. Sometimes I, like I will when I get those moments. Take out the notebook and whether you know, go somewhere, a coffee shop, or a place mm-hmm. that you really want to just sit and think, and do just you, start taking. Like, yeah, like what you said, t- you take inventory. Do you journal often or how is your, how's your process? I, I used to, I need mm. to get back. Journaling, this is what's, that one's a tough one for me. And I don't know, maybe that means I need to do it. Yeah. For some reason, like meditation and visualizing and, and doing my routines, those are great. But mm-hmm. the morning pages stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'd get into it for a while, but then I, I just hit a point with it where, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like I just, it just doesn't. Doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't feel like the right outlet, but I I haven't done it in a long time. So I think Mm -hmm. maybe I would have a lot of benefit of going back to that now. Well, I think if you skip it, I've done it too. I I haven't done them in a while. I have periods of my life where I do them every day, maybe for three weeks or something. And then maybe I skip a few days. So I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with skipping a day or two here because Mm -hmm. I, I, I heard somewhere, someone was saying that routines are overrated. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes that too because i think the whole self-improvement thing can also be a trap because it's like okay i gotta wake up at six and i gotta meditate right? and i gotta yeah. do my morning pages and i gotta have my special duper tea or and my i'm doing my fasting and i'm doing this and i'm doing that and then half a day has gone by and you haven't even gotten started <laughs> with your day right <laughs> you've done all these self-improvement uh checks of um good habits which of course they're good. Of course it's good to stretch and work out and meditate and journal, but it doesn't really matter. That's not going to give you the success you need necessarily. You just need to do what you need to do. I'm going to piggyback yeah. off that yeah. and you're exactly right. And I yeah. have to shout out uh, Alex Hermosi and his wife, Layla Hermosi. Mm-hmm. Um, they're business Instagram people. Mm-hmm. He said something that totally changed my, uh, on exactly what mm-hmm. we're talking about, especially on days where you got a jam packed day. You're, there's days where you don't have time to yeah. meditate for this long. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a big proponent of sleep. I don't mess around with it. Like Good. I'm seven to eight hours, non-negotiable. Smart, smart. <laughs> and I, I just feel so much better doing that. And he said something. He's like, yeah, well, everyone concerned with all these morning routines. You know yeah. what the best routine is? Just get up and start working. I, I kid you not. There's been mornings where I realized, I'm like, okay, am I going to spend maybe the free hour I have meditating yeah. and reading out of my spiritual book yeah. or can i crank out what i need to for this podcast right now yeah and just get to work immediately it, it totally changed my perspective yeah and i agree with you those habits yeah. on days where you're not as yeah. packed of, of course yeah yeah but there is value too to like just getting up and getting stuff done <laughs> well because it becomes a way to procrastinate and i think yeah. us for especially for us actors or i guess any any artist or any person that works for themselves uh, it's so easy, so easy to fool yourself. 
it's so easy to think, no, no, but I'm watching movies, so I'm practicing my acting because I'm watching great acting. It's like, you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Let's be real. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Like, of course, you can get enriched by watching and reading great plays and all that. But if you have to prepare your audition for tomorrow, don't kit yourself thinking, no, but I'm listening to this, this podcast where Gary Oldman is talking about acting. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you still got to do the work, <laughs> right? Like, like no, one, no one's coming to save you, right? Mm. You, you still got to do it. And, 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 and the reason I'm talking about this passionately is because I do it all the time and I've done it so many times. Oh, I'm a self-help junkie too. Don't yeah. trust me. That's why I'm aligning yeah. with what you're saying. Cause yeah. I too have found that, well, you know what? I got to read this book and this book. And then that book told me I need to read this book and this book. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> once I'm done with that, then I'll really start to get my hand. It's like, man, the best teacher is just to start doing. Yeah. And actually I yeah. find it better to start doing, then go back to some of those books and stuff because I understand it more because I have actual real world world experience yeah. to apply it. Whereas if you just stay reading the whole time, yeah. you you have nothing to, no experience to go off of. A exactly. And, and I'm just going to use this because we talked about, yeah, take yeah. dating, for example, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you can read every dating book on the planet <laughs> yeah. and take all the courses and yeah, all this, right. but yeah. until you go out there and start talking to women and actually asking them on dates. And feeling what, what rejection feels what like. What rejection <laughs> feels like, Jordan Or, or joy. Or, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Jordan Peterson said something one time. He said, if for guys that want to get over their fear with women, he says, you know what you do? It's, he goes, he, I'll say it to him in his voice. He said, yeah. He's like, it's easy. He's like, just talk to them. <laughs> yeah. He says, go out and, and uh, I'll do it in my own voice. He yeah, said, yeah. go out and talk to 50 random women in one day uh -huh. and get rejected a bunch. He goes, because yeah. what will happen is you'll get used to the feeling of rejection. Now you'll no longer have that fear. Yeah. There is a lot of logic, and the same yeah. goes in sales. Yeah, and the people that acting, have to getting on sales, stage, knocking on doors, or I mean, hypothetically, not, yeah. not knocking on doors. Yeah, all those, all those calls where people hang up on you. You know. Yeah, but after yeah. you've gone through it multiple times, you're like, yeah, there's that uncomfortability, but like, oh, yeah, I know this feeling. Yeah, the best thing is both, and I want to apply that hopefully when I start teaching acting or what I, what, what I, the the type of classes I like to have to have a little bit of both, like. You, the theory is important too, but but not more important than the practice. And I think part of the reason, um, so being an acting teacher was one of my goals and one of my dreams, but I don't think maybe this will change in the future, but I never want to be an acting teacher without still being an actor myself because I don't want to feel like a fraud, mm. you know? So I think that goes back I was just saying that in relation to what you were saying, I, I can just read the Larry Moss book, read, read the Howard Fine book, read a Playhouse West or a Meissner book, and then just repeat that to my students. And, and I can just be a vessel. It's like, well, Meissner says you should do this and this one. Yeah, but until you go on auditions and you feel that, yeah, then that you have to filter it through that. You know, mm. That's why people want teachers that actually do the thing. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a very good point. I mean, and what is, and they also say too, the best way to learn is to teach. Yeah, that's right. And that's I, you right. know, whether that's one of the reasons, yeah. even at like work or your job where someone says, Hey, can you train so and so? Mm -hmm. You, you realize you know way more than what you thought you did. Mm -hmm. And by articulating it and by uh, having to, put it together to present, to teach someone else, mm -hmm. you're actually learning more. You're reinforcing yeah. what you knew in your subconscious, but now you're actually bringing it to the forefront 
and articulating mm-hmm. it. Being deliberate about what you do. And that's why I was asking you earlier about the morning pages or, or some people do a diary or whatever, because I think being a better writer makes you a better thinker. Mm-hmm. And one of my goals ongoing <laughs> is to, especially now that I'm speaking in English, of course, I'm comfortable in English, but it's still my second language. I was going to ask you that. Spanish is your first language, yes. right? That's crazy. So it forces me to be more deliberate about what I say. And you speak it very well. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I was going to say about that one, when I was in my one of the acting classes I took with uh, Howard Fine, mm-hmm. he hates it when people say like too much. And I probably said it way too many times on this podcast. I, I've caught myself a few yeah, times. Yeah, saying like too. or saying, you know, those filler mm-hmm. words. And there's an app called Say It Like So. Uh, you can download it. I, mean, I think it's, you have to buy it for 3 or $4, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. And you speak into it and you can say, I want to speak for a minute or two or five. I want to talk about these topics. And you can mark the words that you want the app to listen for. And at the end of that minute or two or five, it will tell you, it will give you a grading of that was a B minus or an A plus, a C minus based on how many times you avoided those words. I'm totally getting that app. Yeah. Say it like so. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you later. I'll show you later. And, you know, I, I read somewhere too, just the ability to be able to really, I got to shout out uh, Chris Clark, who wrote the book, uh, Smooth Sailing for Hard mm-hmm. Rocks. Mm-hmm. Um he has a section in his book where he's talking about really taking the time to put together your words correctly. Like whether it's a text message or yeah. like being very intentional with your speech. Mm-hmm. So with what you're saying, cause when you're saying like, and, um, and, and trust me on this podcast, when I listen back to sometimes I'm like, and I, I even, I'm, I've gotten better, but I'll still, yeah. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, man, it, it really is like, and, and I'm curious now that you're talking about writing more, becoming a better thinker, because it's all it's all tied together, right? Yeah, the meditation, when I read more, the writing. When I read more, that's when I feel my writing gets better, too. And so mm-hmm. it's all, and the more I'm talking, man, these social media just destroys it all. Like, yeah, it, yeah. You become... Because we could read so many books during the time we're spending yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. We you could, could watch a, so many movies. Yeah, and you are right. It is better to go watch like a really good classic film or really good episode mm-hmm. of really good, well done work mm-hmm. of a show. Yeah. Or even just listen to some really good music mm-hmm. than to just scroll your phone aimlessly and just have your brain turn to mush. Yeah. And I, and it's exactly what you were saying when these, when Instagram, for example, but it could be TikTok, YouTube or whatever, they're directing your attention. And I found myself, of course, uh, the, the algorithm looks what knows what you're interested in. So I'll see something is like, oh, that's that actor I like, or that's that NBA thing I like. And I click on it. And now, even if I put my phone down, now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, oh, I need to look that up online because I can't remember the name of that movie. So now I'm looking it up online. Yeah. And now I'm doing the things that I wasn't going to do originally when I woke up that day, but they've directed my attention. Dude, spot on. I, I, that's so funny you said that. And, I, and the thing is, I know this stuff. Yeah, yeah we know it. They say you shouldn't, to you it. You shouldn't yeah. look at social media right when you get off the bat for what you just said. Like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> you, you should, um, I, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but a benefit of not looking at your social media is you get to decide the cadence of your day. Yeah. Intentionally. And that's where, that's where the habits of morning meditation, meditation and journaling yeah. are 
key, the mornings you can do yeah. it. Because exactly what you said, if I open up my Instagram mm-hmm. and I just flooded my brain with things that just filled my head up and are going to send me in other directions that yeah. had nothing to do with I need what I needed to do today. Yeah. I don't need to Google uh, where so-and-so lives <laughs> yeah. or how many houses they have or what they sold, whatever house, whatever led me to whatever journey. Yeah. Uh, how many albums they sold in 1975. I don't need to know that. Yeah. Maybe later at night. <laughs> when it, yeah. You see something about a certain movie. It's like, oh, I haven't seen this in 20 years. Okay. Let me put it on my Netflix queue or something. And then you're doing these things that you never planned to do in the first place. I wonder what else they were in. What other movies were they in the next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There goes 20, 25 minutes right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also the attention more than the time. It's, it's hard to then get back into what you were thinking. Mm. You know? So, yeah, man, we got to destroy our phones. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right here on the podcast. We're just going to throw it out. We still got to take that picture, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Then, then we can destroy the phone <laughs> So the picture. Man, this has been this is, this has been great, man, talking oh, yeah. to you. And yeah. I so I, I want to, as we're getting toward the end here, yeah, yeah. what, because you're, you're a visualizer, you're a man with a plan, Dan the can. Sometimes. <laughs> You can share as much or as little as you want, but what mm-hmm. in the next in the next year? Because mm-hmm. you, you've been away from LA for a year. I know you're going to be teaching acting. Mm-hmm. You want to keep hopefully. acting yourself. What yeah. what's in Daniel's vision board for my, this next my year? My vision so? board. Thank you for asking me because I, I that's something I had to do. So I was like, uh oh, what is in my vision board? I I've done very well. I think considering since I came back with in the commercial world, I got into an agency, a book, one commercial, another one. So I want that, I want to keep that going, but I really want to get into getting a good theatrical agent in Spain. They're also separated like here and start to audition regularly and hopefully book uh, TV and film there. And also I'd like to be in a play, in a good play, because there's lots of little, um, little stages in Madrid where you can get your foot in the water and that's great, but they're, it's not, you're going to do it for no money basically, or for four euros a show or something. So I, I love to regular, regularly audition for interesting, big plays and movies and, and TV. I think that's on the acting vision board. That would be it. And teach getting more, teaching classes and, and all of that. Yeah, I say those are yeah, pretty good things to aim at and you're well on your way to doing all that. Well, I like to reinforce, like you were saying, by teaching, oh, this forces me to to brush up on this acting concept. And I think what happens in LA or what happened to me, I should say, I hope, hopefully it doesn't happen to you, is that that we can, as actors, we can become a little too self-deprecating. Mm. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it's sort of like, well, I'm an actor. I'm just another of the 50,000 actors that moved to LA. And I don't know. Sometimes I, I felt the need to be a little original and think, well, I'm an actor, but yeah, actors are the worst. You know, they're always, it's it's easy to parody and it's okay. We can all have fun and do a parody of ourselves. But there was, a, I think I sometimes lost respect for the profession in that sense and in turn for myself. Hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with being an actor. It's not only nothing wrong is is we should commend ourselves for the bravery it takes. Yeah. 
it, it's the easy thing is to do the other thing. The easy thing is to stay in your hometown and get a stable job that your parents approve of and all your friends approve of because they know there's stability there for when you need to get a loan for a house and all that. And I'm not, I'm not knocking non-actors. Like I hate everyone who's not an actor. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is sometimes we can deprecate or not self-deprecate or lose too much respect for ourselves. Hmm. And now that we didn't get into this, but with the strike and everything, I was going to bring that up. Uh, I think the world can hear for at least a minute how important we are to keep things going because hmm. we stop and the industry stops and everyone loves watching entertainment. You said something just now. Oh, I got a couple of comments. Uh, one is you said the hard decision or the easy decisions not to pursue the, the artistic path. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. That is the easy. It, it's, it, it's the, both are going to be hard, right? In the yeah. end. Cause if you do, uh, <laughs> person you know christopher Lieby, to quote yeah one of our Chris, teachers at playhouse Chris, West. yeah i'll never forget when he said when he talks to people and whatever it's acting music whatever your artistic forte was or is he's like when he sees people leave it and he visits them later and look if you really wanted to leave it then that's different but i think the people that just maybe like this is too much i'm not going to do this yeah. and maybe fell to the pressure yeah of others perhaps and he says you, he looks in their eyes and there's just something dead inside dead. Wow. like your soul like there's a piece of you and that's i think that's to me and right now this podcast this is my artistic outlet at the moment mm -hmm. but it, it 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 feeds that it mm -hmm. feeds like us having like a conversation like we're having like mm -hmm. it helps remind me like yeah you don't have to do the traditional Mm -hmm. thing and I think that's another reason about LA that I love it's just everyone's on the same page with that yeah. you don't have to explain yourself here they that, get it everyone gets it even they if you're it. an accountant downtown but you tell them like yeah but I do pop art punk shows yeah. on Sunday nights people are like oh cool yeah when is it I'll, I'll come check it out yeah. like they don't even yeah. think like you do that it, it doesn't yeah. even cross their mind <laughs> that was that was also one of my favorite things about LA like people get it you know and then back to, I remember someone posted, you know, when COVID first happened, the pandemic, mm -hmm. and we're all like inside. Yeah. And somebody said something, don't forget who's bringing you all the entertainment right now while you're stuck inside. You're That's watching right. Netflix. That's you're right. watching That's right. shows, you know, so it, it, yeah. It's, what, what are your thoughts now that you come to LA during this time? I mean, literally down the road here at Universal. Yeah. They're, they're protesting every day. That's right. Disney everywhere. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I absolutely support the strike. I went the other day. Uh, so you actually went and yeah, you protested Yeah, I was like, this is my chance. You know, I can't do it from Spain. When people are not doing it, they are yeah. in Spain yet. Yeah. And um, for, for the reason I mentioned before, because I don't know what's going to end up happening. I don't know what the agreement's going to... It's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, right, mm -hmm. between what we're asking and like any negotiation. But I don't even think that's the point. The point is we are important for this industry and you can't keep treating us like dirt because, well, not everyone treats... A lot of people treat actors decently, but I've had the experience where you're just totally disrespected for being an actor. I've had d different agents... Different. I've had different agents through my my time in LA, where they don't even return your email or your phone call. And they're your your agent. It's not like an agent you're trying to pursue. 
and and every time they talk to you, um, they don't have time for you, or they're they're trying to dominate the conversation and tell you what you should do, and and they start with a speech of, um, oh well, you know, there, there are so many people you could do it, and it's very hard. There's so competitive. It's like, well, okay, yeah, 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 but I'm doing it. I'm paying my own bills, you know. So I don't know. I think everyone deserves respect, and I think acting is a commendable uh, profession. A very if you have to be very brave and um, very perseverant, uh, open-minded, hardworking. You're going to be a superhero, basically, just to, just to make ends meet. Mm. And on top of that, some people, now as I'm getting into the portion of I took it personally, <laughs> like, like Jordan in the last dance, they just think that because they have a higher uh, income or a higher number in their bank account, they're better than you and they can treat you or they're smarter when their job is much more predictable and there's there's an easier linear path to get to that mm. right and and that's not true not people's people's income or possessions don't determine their value i agree completely with that and of course everyone you've heard this before it's a cliche but i i think it's true no one a person is not smarter than you because they have a corporate job or more wor or more worthy at all so i think the strike can remind people that is like hey you don't have your job if it's not for me mm. so at least try to treat me decently like mm. a like you like to be treated yeah no and it's you're right and genius comes in a lot of forms mm -hmm. like i think some people like you said too would they may have done very well in the financial realm, mm -hmm. whatever it is they did to mm -hmm. get there, but that does mm -hmm. not make you better, smarter, yeah. or um, more valuable than anyone else. Well, and especially if it's in, sorry, especially if it's in the industry, if it's a mm -hmm. studio job or something, of course they should be compensated well. And of course they, what they do is valuable because if you don't sell the movie, nobody watches it, right? Of course. But, I don't think that's more valuable than the actual artist that makes the movie happen, you know? Well, now we get into yeah. the whole, um, the AI discussion too. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. and, and it just, Very. this is the thing too. It's not just this. I mean, this industry obviously is the one everyone's talking about right now, but <laughs> yeah. this will be replicated <laughs> across other industries as well. And, yeah. um, uh, how do I want to, what route do I want to go here? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big can of worms. Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's not a two minute discussion. Um, oh, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, yes, people. Look, if you start, if you started a big film company or studio, whatever you want. I, again, I mm -hmm. I'm just speaking from how I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. And you put in all the money for that, and you created this, and you invested this. Of course, you should get a return. Yeah, on that. Absolutely, you make it. Yeah, but at the same time, the people who are doing the work for you, they shouldn't be starving either. Yeah. like they shouldn't have. And this isn't isn't this. This is in industries all over the United States right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too. But now the film industry is speaking up on it because I, I it just turns me off. Like people shouldn't have to work three jobs. <laughs> like yeah. like just to survive. Well, and it, live. Yeah, you know? and for, for me, what bothers me? Well, I don't I don't know how much time we have, but what bothers me is that a lot of times you do a short film for free because you want to get the footage and this 
And that's fine. Like I can accept that it says no pay and I, and I can make a decision and say, okay, do I want to do it or do I not want to do it? And I'm free to make my own decision, but I don't like the attitude where it's just assumed, well, of course it's going to be for free. What do you expect to get paid? You know, sometimes when you're starting out and getting footage, I, I, I sense that a little bit. Like, I was like, well, it's exposure, it's experience. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had a lot of experience. <laughs> I like to get paid now. Like, because when I had to go to acting classes, I had to pay for those acting classes, you know? And I was for just, gonna, shots, I was just gonna bring that up. I yeah. don't think people realize how much money goes into being an actor. Oh. It's so that, expensive. That could, that could be a whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's so expensive. Like the classes, yeah. the the headshots that you constantly, like your agent will tell you. And, that, and that's the thing for me. Like I'm not even pursuing the acting industry uh-huh. at this time. Uh-huh. You know, I started to before COVID. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah, you were actually one of those people that helped tell me. You were, yes, now that I remember, you were oh, one was of the- Oh, me? <laughs> I have to shout out you, uh, Mike Carden. And Brian Meyerhofer. Oh, Mike and Brian. Yeah, Yeah, Mike and Brian. Like you three were three that when I came to LA, I'm like, oh, you just come here and you start doing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are like, no, (laughs) no, you you have to, uh, first of all, you have to learn how to act. That's number one. Yeah. Second of all, once you figure out that and you figure out your type, you have to start approaching managers and agents and getting Mm -hmm. representation. You have to go get headshots. Yeah. And I really just opened up, I'm like, oh my God, like this is a huge thing. Like, yeah. And finding your niche because no nobody cares that you're an actor or you're a good actor or that, that this is your passion. Nobody cares, right? They no. want to care about like, where, where do you fit in the marketplace? Yeah, exactly. Because you, even if you are a phenomenal actor, if you don't know how to market yourself and position yourself. Yeah. So that all being said, it's like, yeah, it's not from an outsider looking in, it's like, there's so much people give their heart and soul to this. So it's that, that's why I have so much respect for actors. Well, and I think, well, it's what I was saying earlier. We can say, Oh, actors are weird and they're silly. It's like, and yeah, and we are, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're weird. There's truth to that. We're we're crazy, but, but not a lot of people recognize the, the effort, the effort is there. The learning curve is there. The, the open-mindedness is there. The work ethic is there. The perseverance is there. I don't think a lot of people in other industries has have this amount of perseverance. You know, mm. I mean, it really does. You you yeah, really, really do. Um, I have several people have said on this podcast, and again, I'll quote him, Christopher Levy. Chris, I remember him saying several times, like, if you can make money doing something else, and you don't one hundred and ten percent want to do the acting thing, go do the other thing. Yeah. Because be prepared for a lot of... A world of pain, like they say in The Big Lebowski. You're entering a world of pain. (laughs) But I will say the advantage of today is we can make our own content. Yeah. And we can create our own projects and we don't... Content. Yeah. Like, here we go. Like, I'm doing this because I want to do it. Yeah. And it's... uh, I'm not waiting on anyone to tell me or give me permission or give me a shot. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do this. You know, whatever happens with it, happens with it. Yeah. Type of thing. And it gives you power. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you're fine. It gives you power because you say, look, I'm going to work on my short film. I'm going to write my script. Yep. And if, and if, if an agent gives me an audition, I'll do it if I can, but I'm not supplicating for, for an opportunity. I'm, I'm creating my own opportunity. And I think that's one thing, and I believe this uh, since I moved out here, even if you're just 
just the fact that you came out here and you got an acting class and you're getting involved in short films, mm-hmm. you've made it. I don't care what anyone tells you. Financially is a different discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you made the decision to try something, yeah. that to me counts. Well, and, yeah. And for me, it's it's like that thing they say about love, but I would apply it to your love for, for acting or whatever your passion is. We, we talk acting because that's, that's how we met, but mm-hmm. it could be music, it could be painting. It's, it's better to have loved and I can't, I don't even know that I'm butchering the quote, but it's like to, to have loved and have forgotten or better been, to love and had lost and to lost to never, than to never have loved at all. Yeah. So it's the thing. I, I, I think if a person comes to LA and spends two years and they do their thing and decide it's not for them and they go back, I don't think there's any shame in going back. Absolutely not. So it's yeah. another human experience, another chapter in the book. Yeah. And then maybe they never do acting again, but they've learned certain things or made certain friends from their acting time that they take with them. You know, We were talking in a car on the way here. I've known you for five and a half years now. That's here right. we are. Did, did we ever think, this is what's crazy. Did we ever think when we met over at that studio across the street, Playhouse that, West off Lancashire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that five and a half years later, We'd be across the street in an apartment recording a podcast. Like, yeah, I, I just remember doing repetition with you at rehearsals. That, that's right. <laughs> and, it, and it was so much fun. It, it was so much fun. It was fun. a magic era. It was so much fun. I, I have very good memories of that time. And I'm not just saying that. I really do. Same here. I, yeah. I don't think I could have had a better introduction to Los Angeles, especially with that initial group of people, you being those one. Like we had a great class with great class. Brian and Ford. And Joel. Um, Mike. Well, Mike wasn't in that class, right? He was in a different one. No, he came to that class. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, yeah. Eric. Yeah, it's great. Ford. I mean, uh, you remember Karen, right? Yeah. Karen did this painting. Oh, really? Yeah, that's her. Nice. (laughs) Charlie did these paintings. Oh, wow. Shout out to Ronaldo Masters. Nice. Uh, So this is great, man. It's and then Eric, who's here filming us, he's Playhouse. It's just like (laughs) the yeah, I got friends for life, man. Yeah. From it, even if I never get involved in a film ever (laughs) or play, I still like being close and around it because, like we were saying, it's it's where you can. This is a place in a group of people where you can pursue anything and no one has judgment. And in yeah. fact, not only do they not have judgment, they give you encouragement. Yeah. And I encourage you to come visit me in Spain. <laughs> Say no more, man. I'm I'm getting yeah. my passport yeah? soon. Yeah. Good, man. I Europe trip. I want to go to How close are you to Italy? Mm, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends depends what you mean by close. Uh Like if I come to Europe, yeah. like is it reasonable to go to Italy? Oh yeah. And then you take you take the trains everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people, my one of my friends is doing that. He's going to he's going to visit Germany and France and London and Madrid. So I want to do exactly flight, what he's maybe, talking about. I went to when I went to Rome. I think maybe remembering this, it was two and a half hour flight, maybe. Okay. Maybe three hours. I'm not sure. Okay. It's short flight. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to now in this next chapter in Europe is visiting all those quick visits. Yeah. You know, yeah. That you can do to European countries. Yeah, man. No, yeah. I uh, no. My girlfriend, uh, we were uh, Italy was like one trip we definitely want to do. But I, you know, I definitely I want to I want to explore everything over there. That's, yeah, I've never done the quote unquote Euro trip. 
Oh, you have to. And if you go to Italy and Spain, don't be on a diet. <laughs> okay, That's just, all going out the window. Yeah, you just can work out before, you can lose weight before, and then go and just <laughs> But I hear the blast. food's cleaner. I hear the food's cleaner over yeah. there. Or is that me romanticizing Europe again? No, it's again? cleaner. I think that yeah. romanticized version is true to a degree. It, there is true. Because ta- yeah. I've heard, talked to people, they go, I went to Italy and ate everything yeah and i didn't even gain weight but then here in america yeah i ate like that <laughs> it's just went well south quick. it's a bit cleaner and i think the the structure of how most cities are in europe it forces you to walk a lot more mm. because you're probably not going to rent a car there no. and, and even if you were there's places you can't really access with the car you have to walk yeah so you're you, you're probably going to walk I, I mean how much do you walk here uh, well, I mean, besides me walking my neighborhood, I mean, I'm in the car a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you probably walk triple or four times what you would you're normally walk here. Because you're walking everywhere you got to yeah. go. Yeah. Even if you don't, you're not going for a walk, just getting places. That's, you're just using that for your yeah, transportation. Yeah, so those, you know, the 10,000 steps, it's easy to get. Especially if you're on vacation, you're probably going to get 18,000 steps a day or something. Well, I'm just yeah. going to put this out in the universe. Maybe part three Ooh. will be in Spain. Yeah, I should get my own little setup here and we can do it in Spain. Can you imagine? Honestly, man, that sounds so great to me. And I can be interviewing you. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's going to be. I, I'm throwing that out <laughs> okay. in the manifestation. I, <laughs> but I I'm actually going to start... gonna do the work to get there. I'm just not going to throw it out and yeah. then expect to meditate and it's going to happen. I need to start thinking, what's my podcast going to be? <laughs> now I have homework to do. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, but Daniel, this is a treat, man. I honestly oh, yeah. view this this is a gift that we got to do this. Yes. And the timing. Yeah. You know, everything aligning. Uh before I always give the guests the last word. Is there anything else you want to mention uh while we're recording here? Um just it could be anything for you, for me. Uh well that that's more the last word. Yeah. Is there any other updates with you that you wanted to share? Uh, no, have we pretty much covered everything? I covered pretty much everything. I'm on vacation um, in LA. I'm here until Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to spend another week and a half in Northern California. Oh, that'll be nice. And then back to Madrid, back to the grind. Back to the grind. So man. yeah, I'm just so happy to be here and to see you. Awesome. Likewise, and yeah. if people want to follow you on the social oh, media channels, this, this is the, time. the thing that the, we've been this, bashing this, the whole time. This is the time. Where uh, can they go waste their time yeah, on social media? If you want to waste your time. <laughs> Not with you, but on the app. <laughs> uh, if you go to Instagram, it's Daniel John Silva. And that's my actor name now. I used to be Daniel J. Silva here, but in Spanish, it was kind of weird to say the J, Daniel J. So I changed it to Daniel John, which is my real name. So I don't have to change anything. So IMDb, Daniel John Silva, DanielJohnSilva.com is my actor website. It's my Instagram and it's my Twitter. So. And Bacon Bad's on your website? Is that Bacon up Bad is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll always be remembered for Bacon Bad. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of other great things, but people should check that out. It's, well, when I win my Oscar, I'll make sure to, to eat some bacon afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daniel, thank you so much, my friend. And I always give the guests the last word. What do you want to leave, with, leave us with? It can be absolutely anything. Um, if people want to listen to my advice on some, somehow, be intentional with your thoughts, with your words, with your actions respect everyone <clears throat> actors and um it's your life it's nobody else's so enjoy it well daniel this is a pleasure my friend it's been great man yeah man 
Part three, Spain. Part three in Madrid. Sooner in Madrid, sooner than later, my friend. Brother, it's been good seeing you. It's been a it's been a pleasure. Until next time. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Sam Dever podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you watch the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast.